I am General Zod, your ruler. Yes, today begins a new order. Your lands, your possessions, your very lives will gladly be given in tribute to me, General Zod. In return for your obedience, you will enjoy my generous protection. In other words, you will be allowed to live. I answer only to the president. And he will answer to me. You are listening to Zoom, the retro comic book show. Welcome to Zoom. I'm your host, Timmy Zoom. This episode, I'm joined by Trenchcoat Mafia as we review a comic from 1982. It's a DC comic called Phantom Zone Number 2. A few episodes back, we reviewed Phantom Zone Number 1. It's a comic written by Steve Gerber and art by Gene Colan. Hey, we're going to join the show already in progress. The Phantom Zone two or four on the cover. Uh, Zod, I don't know, I guess that's what he's Zod. A whole bunch of criminals from the Phantom Zone are, sit, are st- sitting over Supergirl's dead body. She's always fucking dying. And they're screaming, we've won! But you should Supergirl. like this Supergirl because she doesn't have her headbands. Supergirl is dead! In the background, Quesco and Superman are watching and it says, in this issue, Earth is under siege. Uh, when are they not under siege in DC Comics? Batman, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, Zatanna. And we see Zada, <laughs> out of date uh, corporal uniform flying in. And he got a sun on the uniform on his hat. And what does that signify? Uh, nothing. <laughs> Sign of Fury, nothing. They all fly, all these criminals fly off. The only ones who didn't. Hey, did they mention this guy in the last one? Um, the guy with this, there's a guy who can't fly from the Phantom Zone. It's like a dude who's gray with a horn, a unicorn horn coming out, a rhino horn, I should say, coming out of his head. <laughs> and there's an old wizard. I, I remember him. And then they said, and the, and the old crusty guy, oh, also coming from the Phantom Zone, is those two, the girl with the telekinetic powers and the dude who could set you on fire with his mind. Now why don't they? Why don't these? Why is this guy purple with a horn? I don't know. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Was he the? I don't know who the fuck he is. Damn, <laughs> who the fuck is this motherfucker? This pissed me off. But uh, why can't none of them fly? Why don't they have powers that when they come to Earth, they're Kryptonian too, ain't they? Uh, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Oh, well, the old guy, I think he got the powers. He says, the powers visited upon us were not meant to be. So it's an abomination. You fly in the face of Krypton's god. Okay, you're a criminal, old man. Why are you? <laughs> and then the the great, the blue dude or whatever with the horn in his head turns to young Azrael and Nardira. God and man has scorned us long before we knew the Phantom Zone. <laughs> and Azrael is like, don't liken us to yourself, Namek. It is we who scorn God and man. <laughs> And then he, Namek is about to bust their ass, but <laughs> she, she got a telekinetic power. She's like a Jean Grey. She says convulse, 
And, and Ezreal says, burn. Has Marvel brought back Jean Grey yet? We don't need to bring her. They never leave her to stay dead. I know. They ain't never gonna... <laughs> I know they're bringing the X-Men from the past into the present, including Jean, but that doesn't count. Yeah, that counts good enough. She's a Jean, so it counts. And, uh, you know, I didn't know they were doing all that. Uh, did Nazir and Azrael walk out of the apartment because <laughs> they saw a man burning, flying out of their roof. The cops are called like a SWAT team comes. You know, I don't know. The SWAT teams are on regular police cars, but okay, I'll go with it. You should have did some research, Team Colin, but that's okay. <laughs> this <laughs> is Metropolis. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, that is true. He tells them, freeze, punks. And they, like, ignore the cops. And they keep walking. And I like this scene. The cop says, I said, freeze, screwballs, or we'll blow your heads off. And the guy says, then blow. I like that. (laughs) That's good. Even though that was not realistic either because they don't have any weapons in their hands. So the cops ain't just going to shoot them. But (laughs) They do. And, I mean, in real life, they wouldn't shoot them. Yes, they they would. (laughs) <laughs> in Philadelphia they sure as hell would no but these guys ain't black they're white <laughs> and this and Azrael looks they're like your filthy brother. Kryptonians though I don't know that but they, and I like them in the back of the head and the, they just so confident that they had these powers which actually yeah that's right they didn't watch the Superman forever what I want to know is why Azrael and Nadir is walking instead of flying but forget about it they start walking. They're <laughs> not flying around. And they shoot. The cops shoot them. And the bullets come straight back at the cops. <laughs> and kill them. They should have been wearing bulletproof vests. The, slu- the slugs are bouncing back. And, uh, <laughs> uh, I like that. And uh, Superman and them are watching what's going on. Why doesn't the Wintropolis make their police wear bulletproof vests though? Uh, you got me. You got me. They need to wear it all times. Uh, this right here, I don't like. They they instantly find the Fortress of Solitude, all the bad guys, and they pick up the key, that, that big-ass key, which is basically like a giant structure to fit in the keyhole, but they don't... I like they don't that Grant Morrison just made the key normal-sized... And made it weigh a ton so only Superman could lift it. And that's good. Was that All Star Superman? Yes. Okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's cool. That's a good. That's a, that's a better idea instead of this archaic shit. <laughs> a giant as somebody's gonna figure it out. Okay, you got all these villains who got superpowers. Superman was such a prick. He made Lois try to pick it up. <laughs> she could have got a hernia. <laughs> That motherfucker. <laughs> anyway, but I don't like the fact that instead of using the key to put it in the keyhole, they slam it, ram it right through the door, and knock the door down, and use it as a banner, battering ram. Too. <laughs> and then they use their heat vision and blow up uh, the oh the Phantom Zone viewer, the only means for Earth communications with the Twilight Dimension, so, so Superman can't get through, <laughs> and uh, three of them fly off. While Zod is left with that female, that man-hating woman. hits on her and she doesn't 
I'm touching her because she's a, le- a lesbian. <laughs> and she slams her elbow right into his chest. He's like, Ugh. <laughs> she said, we are allies, general, not master and slave. And he lying on the floor. She's like, remember that. And remember, too, that I am adept at Horu Kanu, the most vicious of our world's combat disciplines. Like, bitch, as soon as I get some fucking kryptonite, your ass is done. <laughs> and I get some kryptonite and somebody to expose it to you because I can't do it. I'll die. And he's but... actually <laughs> thinking, soon enough, you will lick my boot. Then those three guys go straight to, oh, yeah, and there's a thing here about how he gave them orders to go to the J. SA or JLA satellite and they don't like taking orders because they're not really his they should have left the hall of justice on earth <laughs> the satellite just makes an easy target they would just blow up the, the hall of justice too it's no different than this <laughs> <laughs> and who's in there the weakest some of the weakest members Flash Satana <laughs> and elongated man <laughs> and they, they fuck them up and your favorite Rob Dib- Dibney. Tell me that. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, he's dead now. Rob- that's what he gets for being so useless. He's a great character. And after this, I'm going to go look at my uh, showcase. What can he do that plastic man can't? My elongated man showcase. Uh, be a good character. Uh, so, And then we'll review elongated man story next time. Anyway. Uh, uh. Yeah, they just destroyed us. I want to rape Sue Dibney. Uh, I know Dr. Light beat me to it, but still. The opinions of Trent come up here. No, never mind. She's like at least 20. She's over the hill. Uh, Wonder Woman and Supergirl, they find out about the troubles, you know, whatever, some distress call, and they change from their, what you call it, their uh, civilian identities to the super identities. Supergirl runs into an alley <laughs> and runs into a bum there, and he, hey, sweetie, want to share my fallout shelter? And he, she just ignores him and switches to Supergirl right in front of him. And she says, uh, what does she do with the rig? And clothes, for that matter. Just throw them to the side. She don't need them shit. <laughs> she says, it doesn't matter if he saw me. Even if he did see me switch identities, he couldn't have seen it clearly. Which makes sense. And the dude said, uh, I could have sworn she was a br- brunette. Like, yeah, look, her wig is over there on the floor, you dumbass. And, uh, that, and then they hoinky ad. With, uh, <laughs> I hate these ads. They're great. Anyway, host is Twinkies, kids. You know what comic was bad when the Twinkies ads were better than the comic? Like in the Human Fly comic. Wait, wait, what about the the Human Fly comics? Oh, they were better than the comic? Oh. (laughs) The Human Fly wasn't... Okay, no, I'll take that back. (laughs) So... (laughs) Bill Manrow at his worst. And I did just read some more of them, even though I do want to continue reading the rest of them. Those two that I just read was Ghost Rider isn't good. Yeah, that's the one I got to go back and read. <laughs> but they like they play out like a uh, an episode of uh, some seventies TV show. <laughs> In one episode or one issue, some kids took over a a one of those weather balloons and almost crashed into a building. He and the human guy had to save them. 
I want my money back for every human fly issue I ever bought. Wait a minute. So you did buy it as a kid. What made you uh, get – you well, know what? The, uh, Ghost Rider was in it. What do you expect? You didn't pay much for them anyway. You paid 25 cents and got several in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> no, I that think the one issue stuff. of Human Fly I did buy, I bought for cover price because it had the cover on it. Those comics in the bags had the covers cut off. Uh, Supergirl That's why they were so cheap. Somebody shoots off some uh, missiles. I guess the bad guys do, but it doesn't matter because Supergirl takes care of it. Wonder Woman takes care of the rest of them in a lame way. She's on the wing of her invisible plane. I don't know why her plane's got to be invisible. And she used her lasso. Because it always was. She, she used She's her... still got her invisible plane. It's not the invisible jet yet at this time in the early 80s. I like how Wonder Woman goes through all this trouble to tear out the guidance system out of one of the bombs so it crashes into the other two. It took all that work. And then she said she just barely got it done. And then she said, oh, Marshall Minerva, no. And there's like eight more of them coming. (laughs) A barrage of them. I can't even, I can't hope to stop them alone. Supergirl. That's why Supergirl and Superman are better than Wonder Woman. I don't like the W's on her costume. That used to be an eagle, which made more sense. It went with the red and blue thing. <laughs> it's Wonder Woman. She can do whatever she wants. And then uh, <laughs> Monel and Superman. Oh, Monel, he catches up with him. <laughs> and, yeah. and in the pilot, why they have her wearing pants? Oh, uh, uh, wait. Oh, you're talking about Wonder Woman. Hold outside. Yeah. <laughs> <It's cool. laughs> Shit. The actor, but we want to see her legs. They did in the series. They have one scene with pants, but then they have other scenes with her wearing the regular Wonder Woman outfit. That was horrible. I can't believe I watched that. Uh, viewers, the Wonder Woman pilot wasn't that bad. But anyway. <laughs> Would you watch it again? Back see? to this story. Uh, Hell Jordan <laughs> comes home to Los Angeles. And he's like, fucked up. His power battery is gone, <laughs> and he's trying to go charge it. I don't know if he's going to go to Oa somewhere, but he's ambushed. And by... also, that Wonder Woman had a big-ass mole on her forehead. They could have covered that up. It was just a Like they always covered up Dana Scully's mole she had in real life over her mouth. They couldn't use CGI to do it, but they didn't because it was just a pilot. If it was went to air, they would have just used the CGI to airbrush it up. But alas, the show didn't. And there's a big fight scene that is my pages. Green Lantern is fighting three Supermen, basically from Phantom Zone, and they whip his ass. With he, but he's it's a heroin fight. It's just like to fight Superman too. You worried about Green Lantern? Oh, by the way, they destroying all kinds of shit. <laughs> and what was up with that Green Lantern movie? Sinestro wasn't even a bad guy in that. Okay, if you know the folklore of Green Lantern, Sinestro started out as a good guy. He trained hell. Later on, he becomes a bad guy. In the sequel, uh, he was supposed to become a bad guy, but you won't give it a chance. You just won't give it a chance. 
I like that they had Kilowog in that movie, though. But they didn't have Chip. Okay, uh... I'm trying to do that this comic, but... Awesome, a little squirrel green lantern. <laughs> the Chip was dead by that time in post-crisis. Uh, anyway, and he was forgotten, and the audience wanted to forget him. <sighs> <laughs> Going back to the story, he got his ass beat by Green Lantern. Hell, Jordan gets his ass beat. But this is unrealistic. They would have killed him. Because his 24 hours ran a lot. They were up. And he's thinking, no, my 24 hours can't be up now. Which, let's see, no, he doesn't keep track of that, which he should. <laughs> uh, he keeps track. He just he didn't think this was going to happen. And then one of the Kryptonians beat him upside the head with his own lantern. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and then he's now, and then they take off. No, they they would have they would have cut him in half with their heat vision. There's no way they would have let him live. No, if they kill Hal, they'll have to go with Kyle Rayner, who nobody wants to see as Green Lantern. You know that's not true. Kyle Rayner didn't come for another ten years, and John Stewart is who they would have went with, or Guy Gardner. Thank you. Either or those be okay, but I hate Kyle. <laughs> and I think that's just biased because it was a younger generation and you you would like Kyle if you let yourself like Kyle yeah. <laughs> he's a cartoonist he got imagination anyway I was going to say what do you say to that imagination notice he was Kyle was dead they had back <laughs> even uh, though Hal killed all the other guardians they uh, that, brought him back because he was so awesome. No, they brought him back because the old fans wanted him back. He, Kyle Rayner was Green Lantern for 10, 12 years, and he still is in the comic books. He was, Kyle let his girlfriend get locked in a refrigerator and killed. Anyway, <laughs> harping on old times. Those are old days. Okay. We're going to concentrate on the new... Speaking of new, in this comic book, somehow Wonder Woman just happens to land. Or, I don't know, maybe she found him. She, Oh, she found out the guy with the horn in his head who was set on fire flew to somewhere, some some uh, shore, Canadian shore in Lake Erie, which is near where I live, Rochester, New York. And uh, he's just, he's almost a skeletal creature, skin burned off, half incinerated, half incinerated form of Namek and Wonder Woman sees him. And she's like, ew, gross. Uh, actually, no, she just startled. He said, I know. I must be hideous to look at after Azrael's flames. Turn away, woman. Why subject yourself to so gruesome a sight? And then Wonder Woman, the princess of peace and healing. <laughs> Who snapped Max Lord's neck? Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, somebody says she didn't have a choice. It, anyway, the mech turns. I forgot the reason. He, his cells regenerate. Oh, because he's a super being, even though his skin shouldn't have burned off in the first place. <laughs> and he doesn't trust Wonder Woman. He doesn't trust women, I guess. He says his body cells regenerate. He does. His wonderment turns to suspicion and rage. She's playing with him. There is something she wants. He repels all others. Why should she be different? I don't believe you. Then he punches Wonder Woman in the face. I think you lied. Why can't he accept 
Fuck him. Wonder Woman tried to be nice to him. And <laughs> what she get? And then he picks up a tree and tries to slam it into her, but she she puts that lasso on his ass. Wonder Woman, get him. She said, "Now nah, you and I are gonna have a little chat. We can start with your autobiography." Oh, and then we go to Gotham City when Batman is beating up a bunch of guys trying to loot the place. Yes, some died. Right, some died in the rioting. Oh, somebody died in this comic book. But any one of the guys who looks like uh, Danny Trejo from Machete <laughs> says, says, "Batman, let me go. Or I'll, or I'll cut you. I mean it. And I'll cut you. Your hand is shaking, scum." <laughs> His words are spoken softly with contempt, and with a single blow, he fractures the man's jaw, disarms him, and sends him. See, <laughs> this is the good pre-Frank Miller Batman. Frank Miller turned Batman into the, a caveman, basically. Uh, this Batman would have done the same thing under Frank Miller. <laughs> and uh, the Steve Gerber did a good job if, writing because nobody else in was Frank him. Miller's Batman. Batman would have run him over with his, his bat tank. <laughs> uh, that was a future, a dystopian future, so it was okay. Anyway, what's her face? Supergirl is arrives on the scene and says, he'll think twice before he steals another, another toaster. Uh, I have a feeling she was being snarky with Batman. <laughs> and then he said, possibly, but then he'll steal it anyway. The world might have ended the night. And look how close, look how he chose to celebrate his survival. They don't learn, some of them. What brings you to Gotham, Supergirl? <laughs> like, damn, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then they're looking for Superman. Oh, they mentioned. Oh, they mentioned Earth Two and time travel. I like this because he's like Superman never showed. She says, "Uh, my cousin, your best friend, Superman never showed up while the missiles were flying, and he hasn't even and he hasn't been spotted since. It all happened as very quickly. Good as Colin draws Batman here, the best batter artist will always be Jim Aparo." Uh, no, Neil Adams. Thank you um, for this message. Okay. Did you read the Neil Adams Batman limited series he wrote like a year ago? Yeah, the series, the show, the story was awful, but his art was. <laughs> but that I'm, was his writing too. See how bad it was. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about even art. Mike Myers said he couldn't read it, <laughs> and he reads everything. But I'm not talking about his writing. I'm talking about his art. And Jim Apparel's art sucks because in the mid '80s he took over Batman, <laughs> and that should look like shit in the, in the '80s. Oh God. Oh no! No Batman and the Outsiders and Brave and the Bold. What was wrong with any of that? Bad, just bad. No details on some of those. <sighs> oh. <laughs> and I like this that he said Superman could be off planet or traveling through time. Or on Earth 2. He can't anticipate every crisis. Oh, see, oh, Steve Gerber pre-anticipated crisis on Infinite Earth four years before it happened. Very good job. Good job. <laughs> anyway. And then uh, I tried all those explanations, too. Obviously, you weren't convinced. I'm like, bitch, I don't know where Superman is. He could be on another planet. But there you go. She's going into the Fortress of Solitude. You know she's about to get fucked up. And, uh, He's going to use his bat plane to go to Metropolis, try to find him. And more Jimmy Olsen, Perry White 
dialogue, which I like. And uh, she goes to the Fortress of Solitude. What's her name? Uh, Supergirl. And she sees Zod there. And Cruel and Zod to jump her and whip her ass. They grab her. Zod's by the like, lower your voice, bitch. I've had my fill of loud women this night. <laughs> He's a sex ass. Okay, get him, Supergirl. Get him. But no, she got drunk. She got jumped by Cruel, her cousin. I don't know how she recognized him. But anyway, <laughs> he said, oh, you got such a silky, luminous, golden mane. He grabs it and, and swings her by her hair like a caveman and throws her into some kind of weapon that blows And it's so he throws her into, let me get this thing out the way, the super weapons room and serendipitously toward a tachyon cannon, which for, from, from some faraway sector of space, it's still loaded. Why does Superman hold on to all these weapons? Because, you know, it's like a museum in there. He's like Michael Jackson. He's a hoarder. But my problem is why he's got it loaded. Superman's an asshole. Oh, that reminds me. Thank God Michael Jackson is dead. I hope he's rotting in hell. Uh, why would you say such things? For fucking all those little boys. Okay, there's no proof that he did that. <laughs> Please. <laughs> well, uh... I don't like this panel, this sexist panel, where they step in, the guy stepping on Supergirl's head and crest crunching it into the floor. That's <laughs> awesome. Zod would do that, though. Oh, Zod didn't do that. It's a super villain. What do you expect? And she knocked out poor thing. Um, she, uh, even though the way she gets out of the, the next trap and the next issue sucks. But the, this issue ends with uh, Monel showing Superman in. Quicksell a way out, uh, and, and which I don't know why. Well, actually, he can't do it. I guess because he's uh, got cancer. If my nail comes to the rest of the world, his cancer will start being in effect. That's why they put him there to keep it on hold until they find a cure. Even though they should have been able to find a cure because he's fucking Superman. <laughs> Superman can't even find a way to re-enlarge Kansor. So what do you expect? <laughs> And anyway, no, he just didn't do that because he didn't need a competition <laughs> on Earth. He relaunched it on an alien planet when the Grant Morrison saw store, though. Because that's Grant Morrison, one of my favorite writers. And they take off, to, they go, they leap into the the void to try to escape the Phantom Zone. And this to be continued next issue. And I give so, this a seven too. Yeah, I guess I give it an eight, seven, eight, something like that. Read it. It's called Phantom Zone. That's the first two issues. So check them out. My name is Timmy Thoom. My podcast, Thoom, Thoomcast at Thoomcast.blogspot.com. And more importantly, podcastx.blogspot.com. Fuck podcastx. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, peace.